0: It's the word in the world.
1: You're listening to the Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is the word in the world. Welcome back to the Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics talk, in truth.
0: Everything from the news to the New Testament. What's going on, man?
1: like we sound like we on 96.3 WHUR. Oh, yeah. How University Radio. Is that Howie University Radio? Anyway, welcome back. This is a serious episode. So yeah. We're not
0: joking tonight. We're never joking. We just are playful.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but we are continuing in our prayer series. Mm-hmm. We have started out by talking about the scripture where it says the effectual and fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. You can mm-hmm. find that in the book of James chapter 5, I believe it's verse 16. Yep. Yeah. And then we talked about why Jesus prayed, like Jesus being God. Why did he pray to his father? Yeah. We took an episode to just discuss that question. And then in the next episode, after that, part three, we talked about proper prayer posture. Pascha yeah which is hard to say <laughs> mm-hmm. fast so um we're continuing with this and tonight we are coming from the book of John chapter 17 where Jesus prays before he goes to the cross mm-hmm. and the purpose of us talking about this is to answer the question of what did Jesus pray for yeah yeah and wow. we kind of start out with what did he pray for and we plan on ending with who did he pray for wow and what's interesting about this particular chapter or the discussion that we're getting ready to have is it puts so many things in perspective as to who jesus really is mm, mm, mm. and so we get to see who jesus is in relation to the father we get to see who jesus is in relation to ourselves there's so much to understand here yeah, there's <laughs> so a lot. Like we talked about it beforehand, not even sure if we're going to be able to make it through the entire chapter, but we hope to like break it up into, I guess, like smaller chunks, Mm -hmm. bite sized chunks, so that um, we can ensure that we are talking about this in a way that can be easily understood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the most like extensive prayers in the Bible. You see, uh, like Solomon pray and David pray and various people pray but i mean having jesus prayer at our disposal for lack of a better term is like amazing you know because it's you know how uh and paul says uh i think it's in uh it's in 1 uh, corinthians maybe chapter 2 where he says like we have the mind of christ mm. Um, And in church, Pastor G's been talking about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God and the depths of God. And, you know, only Mm -hmm. only your spirit knows your thoughts and stuff like that. And the Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God. But like we're reading this John 17 and you're you're seeing, you know, Jesus, who is truth speaking. And it's just it's just amazing when you start to read it. Like, Marcus and I have just been honestly sitting here for the past, like, two hours just, like, hmm. reading this joint and not even saying it to, like, I don't know if that comes off in a weird way, like, bragging or something. Whatever. If you're thinking that, you're bugging. But, like, <laughs> we've just been sitting here, like, whoa. Like, what is going on in this chapter? Like, it's so simple, yet so heavy and so complex. Yeah. But it gives it feeds you so much. So yeah. John seventeen, again, the whole chapter is a prayer. Whole chapter is a prayer. So we're gonna
1: start out with like verse one and probably go to like verse three or four. That's the plan. If it goes mm-hmm. in any other direction, hey, sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say. But um we are reading from NIV and the title NIV has these like section titles, and the title is for this first section is Jesus prays to be glorified. Mm. So verse one says, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, in jesus christ whom you have sent i have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do and now father glorify me in your presence with the glory i had with you before the world began wow so that's verses one through four and we're just kind of going to go through these and just <laughs> let jason talk about them no so that we can get understanding uh,
0: shut up <laughs> now I'm so. not. Saying <laughs> Ooh, but boy
1: you know we're going to we're going to do things how we usually do them it's conversational style yeah verse by verse though so earlier you were talking about giving context as to where wow. we are in the timeline of you know mm-hmm. Jesus right now
0: mm-hmm. yeah so we read this first verse um and he says father the hour has come and so we have to understand here that you know this is after um basically Jesus has done everything uh, I mean, it sounds silly to say, but he's done everything he's supposed to do up to this point. He hasn't missed a beat um he's done all the healings he's shown proof proof of his um of his godliness he's showed proof of his humanity um he's th- they've already had the last supper um he's already told uh the disciples that he's gonna send the holy Spirit the comforter to be with them um he's told them that they're gonna have tribulation in the world, but you know take peace because he's overcome the world. And I was telling Marcus, like, imagine, you know, like a, a boxer or something who has a fight uh, in a couple months. And, like, you know, they're they're training for the fight prior and they're, you know, doing a jogging or whatever. And, you know, if they're a spiritual person or they got a relationship with God, they may be praying um, during this time. But, like, imagine that fighter the night before the fight, you know, or even the morning before. It's like they're going to be that that last prayer is going to be like the most intense you know it's going to be the most uh fervent however you want to put it and they're going to cover all the bases they're going to be thinking about everything that they want um god to to prevail and and how they want him to be glorified or whatever and so this is kind of what that is in my mind um and mm-hmm. and we see here um that right after this chapter when you go to 18 jesus is um then um gone and arrested and betrayed by Judas, so it literally says like after this after he said these things, he got up and walked away with his disciples, and you know he was betrayed, so you know it's like he he was kind of like i don't want to say pumping himself up, but mm. that's kind of how it feels to me. He's like building himself up in in this last uh act that he's gonna have to uh commit, wow, so the hour has come, the hour has come
1: mm. And so after he says, Father, the hour has come, he says, glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. Wow. And so the question becomes, what does he mean when Mm -hmm. he says glorify your son? Wow. You know? And you might have another question, you know, in your mind, like, why is Jesus asking to be glorified? Like, is this a selfish prayer? Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's my time, Mm -hmm. you know? Show them who I am. You know, like <laughs> is it that type of prayer or is something else happening right here? Right. You know? Bishop. Nah oh, God, dude. But no, what do you like, what do you think is happening with
0: glorify your son? Well, let's ask, could mm-hmm. what if you heard somebody say that mm-hmm. in a prayer? If they said, God, please glorify me by doing XYZ, what would you have a what like what would you come to your mind if someone said that?
1: I would think, see, I would think that that person would want people to be able to see that it is God behind them, yeah, that it is God who enables them to do whatever it is they do, yeah, like it's not like you know, just give me glory, mm-hmm. but it's Father you, you glorify me, yeah, you know, okay. like allow me to be glorified by you so that they may see, mm. that kind of thing, and that's kind of how he even ends the scripture or this particular part of the prayer, he says, glorify me. Like, let them see who I am in relation to you, right? So then that I may, as your son,
0: glorify you Mm -hmm. even more. I was going to say that, Mm -hmm. like, when I think of that question, in addition to what you just said, if someone would would say, like, you know, God glorify me Mm -hmm. in front of these people, it would make me think, like, you must be perfect then Mm -hmm. if you... Mm. Are to be glorified in front of us. Wow. You know? Yeah. If we are supposed to look upon you with, like, a reverence, mm-hmm. you must be perfect. Hmm. And it's like, he matches that criteria. He fits wow. that expectation. Like, you know, if a, if a person, like, we 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 glorify people who are the best. Yeah. Absolute best. And if we're asking God to glorify you, hmm. it's like you're asking him to make you per- look perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Wow. It's like, but I like how you how you're emphasizing that like it's a it's this like equality of like glorify me mm-hmm. and in your glorifying me you're you're glorified. Yeah, it's like
1: immediately you see any like selfishness, mm-hmm. you know, like taken right out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about like he even sees that all that I've come to do is ultimately to glorify you still, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, verse 2, man, this is where we start getting into who Jesus is. Like, who who he... Because, like, like, we may know, like, all right, Jesus is, you know, in control mm-hmm. of a lot, right? But when you start specifying what those things are, mm-hmm. it brings clarity, you know, to how, how much he's really in control of You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna read the scripture. (laughs) What you sent? Yeah. Go Go ahead. 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 All right. It says, for you've granted him, and he's referring to himself, right, as a son. You've granted the son authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. So first you see this part where it says, like, God has granted him this authority Mm -hmm. over
0: all people. Mm. like mm. yeah it makes you th- it, because in our minds i think as christians when we say jesus is lord mm. we often we apply that to christians we apply that to ourselves jesus is the lord of my life and rightfully so he he when we say jesus is lord he we should look at him as our authority but this this scripture is saying he has been granted authority over all people Mm -hmm. and some some translations say all flesh yeah and it's like he's not he's not just the lord of those who say lord lord and perfect he's like the word says things like he's the name above all names Mm -hmm. you know he's the ruler of what's above the earth under the earth like it's he has full authority over all creation he was saying it earlier
1: how the scripture says like every knee shall bow not just like the christian knee yeah you know but like every single knee shall bow every tongue will confess like Mm -hmm. he has authority over it all um but then like it says like that he may give eternal life right so like the son is able to give Mm -hmm. eternal life Mm. right and we were (laughs) a couple of nights ago discussing how some people point to the you know how some people try to make the point or some people make the argument that there are many ways to God. Oh, right. There are many, even, even Christian. Like we literally watched a Christian say something to that effect. Yeah. Like, like Jesus is a road marker, but I won't say that he's the only way to God. Yeah. Carl
0: Lentz was on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason ain't afraid. And <laughs> he, I mean, because it's documented, we're not just making this up. It's not hearsay. Mm. He, Carl Lentz, popular pastor. He's on Oprah. And he's Bieber's pastor. Yep, Justin, Justin Bieber's, Bieber's pastor. and A whole bunch of other people. And she straight up asked him, so as Christians, do you believe that, you know, being a Christian is the only way to God? And he flat out said no. And then he explained what he said, why he said no. You know, he said things like Jesus is a road road marker and all these things like this. So, uh, but I guess Marcus is bringing that up to say that, the, the the scripture, not Marcus, not Jason, or anybody mm-hmm. else says otherwise. Yeah. It's not opinion. This is what the Bible says. So, I mean, we're diverting a little bit here, but at that point, you're teaching a false gospel. Yeah, you're teaching a gospel contrary to what Paul has taught, as as he said in in, in the word. Like, oh man, I mean, the repercussions of what he's doing is v- tremendously bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you, we can we can look you can just do your own <laughs> reading of, you know, play books like Galatians and I mean, books like first Peter, second Peter. Uh, Just just look and read what these things say about false teachers. Yeah. um, Because, you know, it says stuff like we're not even supposed to greet them or wish them well and not even supposed to eat with them and Mm. and you know they're ravenous wolves and uh, a whole lot of stuff man And it's just uh yeah that's a diversion it's just sad you know and we gotta pray for people like him because you you never know of course we don't know what's going on in his mind and Mm. stuff like that but like i guess yeah we're we're divert. but part of our conversation was kind of like you know what like like, if you're on the national stage like this, yeah. you know, you, let's say, like, let's say that he does know the gospel, mm-hmm. but he's trying to preserve, you know, some kind of identity or not lose people or offend people or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Yeah. And we were just saying, like, you know, well, well like, why why would you put yourself in that situation, then Yeah. Because Jesus is saying stuff in the Word, like, you know, he who denies me in front of men, I will deny it from my Father. mm mm-hmm maybe you haven't read that but that is scary that's scary you know if you're a pastor if you're a pastor you haven't read that especially if you're a pastor you know like it's it's scary we're not talking about doing it at your workplace right still it should be scary to do it there yeah but why but yeah yeah we gotta pray for these people man yeah because i'm sure it is like we talked about lauren daigle Mm -mm. you know i'm sure it is like uncomfortable when people asking you, "Hey, is homosexuality a sin?" Yeah. and you know that millions of people may hear your answer, yeah, and you have
1: you have seconds to yeah. put your response together, yeah, you know, or yeah. seemingly seconds to put your response together, yeah, you
0: know? and you're f- hearing the pressure from, you know, all these groups that yeah. boycott and will tell you will tell you down the next yeah. day possibly, but who who's Lord? Yeah, yep, you know, yep, who do you fear most? Yeah. Where is your treasure? Is it here mm. or is it with him? All right. And I know people, like, people say stuff like, well, it's easy for y'all to say. Like, y'all like, y'all just sitting in the crib. But, nah, but we reading the Bible. That's yeah. why it's easy to say.
1: I can't, yeah. I can't imagine, this is me personally. I mean, I can't personally imagine myself twisting God's word to be accepted by people, mm-hmm. you know? Because I kind of, it's like if you are, I was reading something the other night about like unbelievers and how unbelievers like basically are willing to compromise. And it made me wonder like, why are we saying unbelievers here? Mm. Like why are we using this term unbelievers? And it just made me think, and this may not even be, the correct explanation but just in my mind I'm thinking like if you believe that God is Mm -hmm. who the word says he is Mm -hmm. and he he is sovereign the way that the word says he's sovereign and he determines this eternal destination the way the word says it Mm. if you truly believe that then you wouldn't compromise you know what I mean like any any word that he says you know for people Mm because you understand how temporal this is you know but like if you don't truly believe that, mm-hmm. you'll compromise all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I don't know. Like when I saw that, I was like, okay, I guess I understand like mm-hmm. how it is. Like somebody is not taking this seriously mm-hmm. to the degree that they would almost protect themselves
0: at the mm-hmm. cost of, you know, the mm-hmm. word, you know? And I we have to like, we have to be mindful, I guess, of our sin nature mm-hmm. because I, I, I do think that we are, we are often i mean daily denying god right yeah in in various ways you know um we are showing that we don't fear him in various ways we don't showing that we don't love him in various ways so that's not what i'm trying to get at you Mm -hmm. know that we we just walk around and we you know jason and marcus or whoever else is like always professing and no but when it comes to Hey, what does the Bible say about this or that? Because that's what it is. It's like these yeah. yes or no questions yeah. that are thrown at these people, that right. are very, very like, I guess you could say, you know, uh, it's it's principal doctrine mm-hmm. for every believer that is like, okay, hold up, what hmm. you said that that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. Um. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, uh, continuing.
1: <laughs> And I feel like uh, this just makes me want to talk about it in like a jam session. Oh, yeah. You know? But uh, in verse 3, what's cool is Jesus gives us this definition for eternal life, Mm -hmm. right? As the one who is solely able to give it, he defines it for you. Wow. And he says, now this is eternal life, that they know you, referring to God, he says, that they know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent what's interesting about this mm. is you don't we don't think of et- eternal life like this right like i expect them to be like and this is eternal life that you will never die mm-hmm. <laughs> you will live forever and never mm-hmm. never never and your body will always renew and <laughs> yeah. a whole
0: bunch of stuff you think about
1: <laughs> yeah you know but he's not he's not talking about <laughs> he's telling you like <laughs> the only source mm. of life you know eternally Comes by knowing the father mm-hmm. and knowing the son mm. who was sent, and this just goes back to the point we were previously making like, there are no other paths here, mm-hmm. like, this is it's only wow. the son who grants it, you, you know? know? Yeah,
0: so it's just so um interesting I, how he gives this clarity. My bad, Go ahead. and I guess we have to clarify too that the knowing here is that mm. Greek word gonosco, it's that intimacy, mm. it's not the knowledge of yeah or you know it's not just knowing right who of christ it's personal i know you i don't know about you yeah 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 wow and that's man this is like i read that today and like oh i didn't know it was that simple <laughs> you know yeah. but it made me it made me think about how like how far we are from that like mm. you know sin has driven us so far from life because you know through sin into death and you know you think about like we we're always at strife with one another we you know we have strife with family members other countries friends and this one and that one like and he's just he's just making it so simple like mm. this this profound thing, eternal life that we've fallen from you've you've fallen so far from it that you don't even understand how like mm. simple it is wow, it's just knowing me. But sin has like removed you, you know, eons wow. away from it. it. It it looks like you said like this complex, weird thing in our mind. Yeah. But it's literally just restoration of knowing mm. one person, Jesus. Man. <laughs> Verse uh, four, I brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Mm. Wow, that that should be all our prayers, right? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah finishing the work you gave me to do Mm -hmm.
1: this one's deep yeah verse five this oh my gosh okay and now father (laughs) glorify me in your presence with the glory
0: i had with you before the world began yeah go ahead (laughs) (laughs) because we don't think about christ as having we don't internalize or at least i i didn't internalize that christ was in glory and left that yeah to do what he did he he took on hum- humanity meaning he took on being a human he took on a, he was god taking on human likeness and i think it's uh philippians 2 that gives this beautiful like account of like you know no what is what does it say um uh, being as God, he didn't count that something to hold on to, you know, and he humbled himself mm-hmm. in humble submission, like becoming mm. a man and living, not just, he didn't just pop in, like he was born, you know, the word says stuff like that. He grew in stature as a boy, like in wisdom and stature mm. and like the dude lived a full life up to, obviously his, you know, thirties, but a full, he, he was patient. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, but he's, <clears throat> he's telling us here, like, no, I was, I was, ch- I was good. Yeah. Yeah. I was straight. Know, I was chilling before, before <laughs> all of this. Yeah. Before the world began, I was, I was cool. Mm. Makes me think of, um, you
1: know, the scripture where Jesus is talking and he's like, he who humbles himself will be exalted, but mm. he who exalts himself will be humble. Mm-hmm. And so you you look at how he is humbling himself, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you just said, like coming down from his position, <laughs> humbling himself because he wants to show his tremendous just love mm-hmm. for the Father and for us, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. Like quickly in my mind I just thought about like how Satan, right, on the flip side of this is like mm-hmm. exalted himself mm-hmm. and is now – you know, being humbled, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout all of this. The same exact act exalts Christ and humbles Satan. Wow.
0: You know, it's just incredible, man. I was going to point out how, like, you know, he says, um, anything you ask, Mm -hmm. you know, in my name, it will be done for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he asked that in the previous chapter. He says that in the previous chapter. And you're thinking about, like, because I'm reading this, I'm like, he's saying glorify me in your presence Mm. and it's a petition but he's kind of he's saying it with this confidence Mm. like and you know we see later in uh this chapter that he says things about the disciples and us like you know keep them they are mine they're not of this world just as i'm not of this world and Mm. all this stuff like this and it's like you start to understand more or me personally like reading reading his prayer like the stance that we should have with god and it's not it's not like a, um it's not an arrogance but it's like it's because christ is supremely confident in like what god has laid out mm. and what the plan is and he knows that he's completed his work like he says in this like you yeah. know i've completed what i came to do and i know wow. the reward that's due to me like you know like it's mm. this just it's this trust in who god is it's this knowing god keeps his word and it's like yeah like you know glorify me now you know i did what i came to do wow because it glorifies you it's not it's no it's not like wow dude i love how you said that like it's not arrogance it's just confidence yeah confidence
1: that he'll keep his word yeah you know i think um even in the old testament it says like how god is just subject to his word. so the son fully understanding that is able to approach just in complete confidence like Mm -hmm. god you'll you'll do what you said you would do Mm. Like this is your plan. It has to happen now. Like
0: now is the hour, <laughs> you know. And I don't even think we understand, dude, because of our sin nature. Like I think he, the Holy Spirit, is helping us and sanctifying us with this. But I don't, I don't think we understand glory and glorification mm-hmm. right, because mm-hmm. we see. I think it's been perverted so much of like you know when people are glorified, we reward them in a worldly way. Mm-hmm. Or our our idea of glorification, mm-hmm. I think, is like worldly like there's like there's no cockiness in it there's no pride in what Christ is saying, yeah, there's nothing it's devoid of sin when he says glorify yeah. me. and i don't even I don't even think i i don't dude, i don't understand yeah what that even means like what does that what even? mean like yeah. as you
1: read it so many so many worldly ideas yeah so line that we, we like even, yeah, I'm up
0: here on my throne, I got my cape and yeah. my, you know, my crown like that's not the glory yeah there mm. is that but it's it's so much more that yeah. I don't even think we can understand what he's saying like glorify me part of it though mm. is what we were talking about earlier mm. uh part of his glorification is that he can give eternal life mm. to whom he to whom, to yeah. those who are his it says later yeah. in the chapter having authority over all people so how about that for glory like yeah. being able to give is a part of his glorification mm. to save lives is a part of his glorification, not like wealth or, you know, stuff that we think or yeah. comfort, but it's like, I'm able to give life to people. Yeah. like we were talking about it earlier
1: too, like, uh, the ways in which he was glorified. And one of those things was that he would be seen as the only acceptable mm. sacrifice, and so you kind of you know even at the cross as a result of his death you see all these things happen mm-hmm. like one of the things i read was that the sun was darkened mm-hmm. another thing was that you know earthquakes happened. Mm-hmm. even more significant than those things is the veil in the temple mm-hmm. being torn to show that access to god is now mm-hmm. you know available to us all again mm-hmm. like but like being glorified in that way like let them understand exactly who I am, not not from my vanity, mm. but so that they may know I'm the way, you know. <laughs> wow, like glorified in that way, like bring knowledge to exactly <sighs> who I am, you know. Wow. But, yeah. So I feel like it's that has something to do with it too,
0: because yeah, I think even when we, this word glorify, it has to do with like impact, mm. mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if it's the Hebrew or the Greek one, but it's like has to do with like a idea of like an impression or impact. Wow. Being your glory or God's glory. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. It's awesome, man. All
1: right. So this is the first part of John chapter 17 where Jesus prays to be glorified. Mm -hmm. Again, we were saying that this particular chapter is broken down into three sections where Jesus prays to be glorified first. Then he prays for his disciples And then he prays for all believers. Mm -hmm. And so in our next episode, what were we calling these last week? That was kind of funny. Installment. Oh, yeah. yeah, Our next installment, (laughs) we're going to talk about Jesus's prayer for his disciples. Yep. So later. All right. (laughs)